Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast, episode 111. I am Single White Medusa, sitting here with the star of the show. I'm Nick Cole. <laughs> Nick Cole. Are you having a shy moment? Just a little bit, yeah. No, that never happens. I don't think you even know what it feels like to have a shy moment. <laughs> Nick is drinking a an Olay, I believe, from Keen Coffee. Sitting here at our little haunt, and uh, here to talk to you guys about the world burning down. <laughs> What's on your mind today? I'm Nicole, and I'm back from my <laughs> retreat into Shidem. My shy vacation. Welcome. Welcome. Come back anytime. Welcome me. <laughs> Heil myself, as my enemies would say. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Here's a thought for today. Uh, I'd take that organ donor uh, thing off your cards, off your driver's license. I'd get rid of that. Yeah, we still need to do that, but that is on our to-do yeah. list. Yeah, the, when you when you get into the whole organ harvesting concept and probably what they're even doing with people who are quote-unquote dying of COVID, you know, or, or the unvaccinated who aren't dying of COVID but seem to be dying a lot, and then you talk about about the $200,000 that they can make off of a, a body which they really can. And you look at why we have the Alex Jones human pig cameras. Mm-hmm. Little pig babies out there. It's just heartbreaking to see. <laughs> and that is because... <laughs> Meanwhile, why? like we've been listening to Alex Jones a lot. A couple of thoughts. Mm-hmm. He has a crush on Laura Logan. Yes. Even though she's a deep state spy. Which he says. <laughs> but he, he said she's woken up he, now. She's speaking he, out. And, and he's even more attracted to her. <laughs> Because, yeah, because she's speaking out. He's cruising on the high of Tucker Carlson, you know, making him in the the lone voice independent made media mafia. So that's nice. But he seems very, like, crushed by the weight of everything that's going on. Yes. So he's, like, alternating between screaming and threats and panic attacks. (laughs) You know what? Even if you don't like Alex Jones. and, And, again, like Tucker Carlson said, he's right about a lot. But lately, the sheer entertainment value has yeah. been absolutely <laughs> worth it. He reminds me, if you've ever watched Cow and Chicken, he reminds me of the devil on <laughs> Cow and Chicken that would, like, scoot along on its bus and butt and, and be all, I smell turbulence! <laughs> like, he's really, like, emotionally right on that. Like, if I was going to make the Cow and Chicken live-action movie, I would hire Alex Jones to play the devil guy he would totally do it like <laughs> we've seen him and we saw him in that steven crowder video i mean i oh, guess it was wasn't great. a cartoon it was a live action one but that was right repeatedly <laughs> <laughs> the one that got steven crowder ba- banned from uh youtube yeah <laughs> for basically saying trannies were raping women in prison because they are. trannies were raping women in prison see how i was working that joke and yes but you you, you just go ahead and play the other hand of the piano there. Is that how do they do that when they two people play the piano? Does one play like the well the tiny end and the other plays the big end? Yeah, if you want to call it that, you mean the high end and the low end? I call it tiny big. Okay. <laughs> Which is what I also call like couples where one of them's small and one of them's big. I call them tiny bigs. Yeah. <laughs> I have all kinds of names for things. You do. I like that though. I was saying that's something I like about Catherine Austin Fitz, who we love to mention on here. But I like, and it's a little different, but she makes names for concepts. 
Yeah. And then you're like, oh, like now I like it's easier to remember and you get it and you're like, oh, that thing. Okay. Yeah. So I like I like when you can encapsulate. It's like it's that. it's something that a certain type of personality does, and I happen to be one of those types of personalities. And it's the way that we organize people and also sort of conduct psyop campaigns within our lives and on other people. Well, I know, like yeah, that. I know that. But there was game. a character that did it on on a TV show called Lost, and and he did the same thing. Really? Which character? It was the sort of con artist guy. Um, trying to remember what he looked. The like. good-looking con artist guy, you know. Was it, he like tall, like that guy? The tall. Sawyer, Sawyer. Tall and blonde. He did the same thing. I noticed. Oh. He would he would refer to people by concepts that he had identified about them. Wow. I forgot he was a con artist in that show. Yeah, he's like a con artist. Like everybody oh. in Lost was this but that. Mm-hmm. They were they were this thing and then they were another thing. They were a bad thing or a thing that you liked and then you found out that they were the opposite of that. Then they were a thing that you liked or a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then in the end you found out it was all for nothing. <laughs> it was a big giant Greyhound bus to nowhere. That was pretty crazy. I mean, you would think if J.J. Abrams just couldn't come up with a good ending, like, couldn't he have just hired someone someone like you to be like, hey, take all these story threads and weave them together in a really good ending? It was possible. It could have been done. I know you could have, but other people could have, too. It's like, that was really disappointing. <laughs> Here's how it works in Hollywood. Um, you want, you show up to Hollywood, like, with, I had to play a little AC there. It's by a band called Air Conditioning. <laughs> um, you show up to Hollywood full of all kinds of really great ideas about what you're going to do and your art and all those kinds of things. And you beg, borrow, stab, kill, murder, do whatever it takes to finally get your shot as a showrunner. So J.J. Abrams was the creator of Felicity. Um, you know, But then that's sort of Josh Whedon's joss whedon's sort of thing like and everybody does i think everybody starts sincerely and then you sort of end up then you start having power breakfasts at the beverly and or or chateau marmont or whatever the in spot is and then you know then you have access to unlimited casting and girls and drugs and sex and in the end you're too busy being a player to actually care about what you're doing yeah and i've actually seen that like more often than not. It's interesting, though. I heard a story about Sean Connery because Sean Connery kind of always stayed in the game as a producer. He actually produced The Rock. Mm. And he would really, like... he He's one of those person that, people that not only did he know his lines, but he knew all your lines, too. Oh, okay, cool. And he, like, he, like, he just... he But he's old school, work ethic and everything like that. And also, he was a stud. So he didn't, you know, have to worry about, like things that a dork like J.J. J. J. Abrams or uh, Joss Whedon, you know, like, who couldn't get laid in a stripper bar with a stack of $100 bills in their hands. Kind of like Bill Gates. Yeah. Like, suddenly they have the power to seduce women or to compel. That's the best way to say it. To compel women to do what they want and to compel their peers to respect them and everything like that. And so then they're too distracted by that crud. But see, Connery was Bond. Yeah. And before he was Bond, he was Mr. Universe and... He was just Scottish and Sean Connery. He was just a stud. He didn't. He didn't need to impress people. People. The greatest thing is when Steve Jobs writes a letter to Sean Connery, asking Sean Connery to uh, sell the Mac for them. Hmm. And Connery writes back, "Dear Mr. Jobs, 
I am James Bond. There is no way, and then he uses a bunch of vulgar words, I am going to sell your, and a bunch more vulgar words. Thank you, Sean Connery. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did I not know that he was Mr. Universe? Yeah, that's what, and he was a milkman before he was Mr. Universe. <laughs> that's funny. No, like, I guess I'm used In the to life like... of Sean Connery, no Fs were given. See, I cleaned <laughs> that up for Mom, but everybody else would get that one. Yeah. Well, I guess I thought of Mr. Universe types as, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger size, but that's probably in the age of steroids. Right. And this so is, this, this was pre-steroids. So maybe that makes sense. Wow. They spotted Connery as, a, as sort of a model, and they thought, oh, we can use him for things. And then they brought him in to read, and they're like, oh, wow, this cat's really good. You know, and so. Wow, you know. that's crazy. And he fit in the costume. And that's one of the most important things about acting. If you fit in the costume, there's a 90% chance you're going to work because that's how cheap they are. <laughs> oh, man. I know it worked that way at the opera. No, with, I've heard it but, even. It works at all levels. Okay. It's weird. Huh. Like, well, they always do costume tests before they hire people. <laughs> like, and, and, and let me tell you how I know that's true. Nicolas Cage wanted to be Superman. Okay. And he paid for his own costume tests for the opportunity to do it. Wow. But then they woke up and the red light went off on the camera saying, no way in hell is Nicolas Cage Superman. That would have been now, a weird, I think a he would. Choice. I think he would have been a really interesting Superman. Interesting, but maybe not like the most yeah. uh, obvious choice. Here's I the guess. part of Superman he would have nailed. He would have nailed like the Kal El character. You know, I'm tortured. I'm from another world. I'm different. <laughs> Who's Kal El? That's who Superman is. He's K- K- really? KL or oh. Kal El or something. Kal El, I think it is. Wow. From Krypton. All your just like you know, all like, our listeners are going to yeah. be like, oh, I can't listen to yeah. you anymore. How do you not? Just know like that? <laughs> Quentin Tarantino is Robert Smith from Torrance. Yeah. But then he went to Hollywood, and now he's Quentin Tarantino. That's that's Superman. That's that's. Wow. You know, in 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 the Torrance of Krypton, he's just Kal-el. That's funny. Kal-el sounds. I knew like a Khalil. Oh, he was a, an opera singer. Yes. Not but only like, was he an opera singer, name? he was a force. <laughs> He was. he was a force because he was gay and tiny and black, and that made him a force because all the right boxes had been checked. <laughs> and all the hungry young pedophiles thought, there's somebody who needs to go to the head of the class. <laughs> oh, man. See, I was shy, but then I had a little coffee. That's true. Coffee, it makes a shy person give the ability to cope. <laughs> oh, man. What else? Shall I throw some rando topics at you, or do you have... Um, I think there's some things that we've been we've been cogitating, yeah. haven't we? Yeah, I mean, I have some some random. It's Friday. Things. Friday's free form. I mean, the audience is today, that. or actually, the subscribers today are gonna get a cool thing. Um, after the podcast, I gotta re- re- record something that I'm gonna be doing classes on Gumroad on how to write books. But since the subscribers subscribe here, I'm going to make sure that they get those classes for free. So if you are a subscriber, now would if you aren't a subscriber, now would be a great time just to go to nickcole.substack.com and just get a monthly subscription or get a yearly subscription or do a foundation subscription because you like the podcast so much and it helps freedom speak out. Um, but I'm going to start because it's the end of the year and a lot of my writing contemporaries are kind of falling apart. They're beginning to have kind of... Uh, a lot of crises, you know, not doing so well. So um, I kind of like to help people, you know. I don't know why, because they'll all just eventually shoot me in the back. But I still like to help. And then the other reason, there's a selfish reason, too. The other reason, too, is that um, pretty much a lot people write me and, like, how do you write a book? Or 
how do you do this in books or whatever? So I'm just going to make some stuff on Gumroad and put it up for a couple of bucks. And then I can just say, hey, go over here and then you can tip me for my information. So today I'll be uh, doing one on how to write a killer book description. And I may not do much right in the world of writing, but everybody I know would tell you I write the best book descriptions. Yeah. You yeah. are known for That's that. The That's the one true. thing I can do as a writer. No, you can do more things than that. No, the rest of it's all God. But the yeah. book, no, the book descriptions is all God too. But I, I, I'm, I'm good there, and so you might learn a thing or two. If, like I said, if you're an insider, you're going to get it for free. After I drop this, I'll make another uh, podcast, and then you will get that. Um, if you, if you don't want to be a subscriber, but you just want to buy the class, uh, I'll have it up on Gumroad, and I'll let you know. I'll probably have it up later tonight or whatever. But I'll make sure in the next podcast say, hey, that's up over on Gumroad if you want to get it. But we would appreciate the subscription. Uh, that would that would be great, right? That would advance us towards our goal of doing a live show. Yeah, exactly. I know. Hopefully someday. All right, shoot me a topic. Well, I have one that might be a quick topic, but I think people might find interesting. The thing that we suspect is near where we live. Have we talked about that before? No. Should we? We well, Nick first noticed it. Well, first off, hold on there. Don't get carried away. Calm down. Okay. Um, are you familiar with the concept of dumbs? That's the first thing you want to ask. Only as of the last month or so. Okay, so explain to the audience what a dumb is. Deep underground military base. Right. Yeah. And in the world of conspiracy people. And if you're not in a conspiracy, then you need to be in one, as Catherine Austin Fitz would say. Um, in the world of conspiracies, there are a lot of people, and it's a story that repeatedly recurs, that there are deep, massive, deep underground, massive bases. Oh, massive. I thought the military Military, was no, weird. yeah, no, Is it's it military. military? Okay. Deep underground military bases all across the world, and I, I think there's about, they claim, about 136 in the United States. They also claim that most of Eastern California... Which is an area none of us go to. Like, that's how weird Eastern California is. Like, one, it's really empty. there's nothing there. Yeah. No one goes there, and we don't like it. And most Californians don't even know Eastern California exists. Well, I mean... They just think, oh, first you go to... The, you, you pass Barstow, and then you're in Vegas. <laughs> We've noticed before, like, on drives um, where, you know, you're driving through California East, and you're yeah. going somewhere else to another state. We've noticed, like... Was, isn't it about like a two-hour drive of like once you enter California on the east yeah, until there's no, really it, much no, going on? No, it's like four it's hours. Like, it's like four. Really? Like if you enter the 10 and cross the border, I forget at that town from Arizona, and then you start crawling across the desert from the 10, it's like four, four hours, hours of nothing. Wow. I mean like n- not just not just nothing, but nothing. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that they think a lot of them are there, but that would, make, that would are, make sense. They think a lot of sure. them are out there. So the deep underground military base crowd thinks that they're all over the place. And so near my house, um, in this really strange place, we've always thought that there was a dump there. And it's called the B Canyon. It's called the James M. Bauer Landfill. But we call it B Canyon, and that's what it's known for. But it's the only dump that I've ever seen that has like a security team like pretty and, and I've, I've read some reviews of people who've tried to go up there and they're like wow the security team is really a bunch of jerks you know and i'm like why would a dump need a security team you know and then i asked this guy he's like oh well you know like people try to go to the dump so you need to keep them away and i'm all well i don't know if i buy that you know and then like so 
it's it's very fortress like this the way that the land sort of protects this dump and it sits above the old el toro marine base and there's all kinds of weird gear up there like that you can kind of see from little slices of the toll road you can see these containers you can see pipes you know running down and i asked that guy he's like oh well there's a lot of methane from dumps so you got to deal with that i'm like "Mm, i've never really seen that with the dump Mm -hmm. but okay you know like and also i don't really actually see a lot of dump trucks going there i do see trucks that could be dump trucks um but they also could be another kind of truck but they're not a classic dump truck and it's not open to the like the public it's only open to commercial dumping and so it's just it's just a really odd, strange place. And then the route into it is is a very narrow road um, that you know if I had any sort of military training, which I do, I would tell you, oh, this would be an excellent choke point to defend. Yeah. No one could get up in here. You have these. It's it's enclosed by four hills, and it's it's perfectly situated near some major transportation arteries that that actually sort of like. Uh, why right by it but there's really no developments and then here's another weird thing about the dump it's uphill of a lot of actual land development I'm like that looks like a lawsuit waiting to happen someday unless it's not really a dump and then a further thing is around this dump they've built a lot of water reservoirs a lot and I'm like well if I was like this underground post-apocalyptic civilization that our elites seem to be sort of agitating for and that they keep like here's my here's here's the thing i keep talking with the medusa about is that what concerns me most about the current crop of leadership is that obviously you know like today the jobs report total disaster media comes out and says actually it's really great you're here and everybody's like no it's horrible it's terrible, and we're we're always being you know we're always being given a turd sandwich by Biden, ironically, <laughs> and told that it's pate, and it and it's not like and 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 and, it, and I don't think they think people are dumb. I think that they know that they cannot be challenged. It's not that they won't be challenged, but hey, the minute you challenge them, you're off YouTube. The minute you challenge them, you're off Facebook. You get warnings. You're told that you're a conspiracy theorist. Your your character and reputation are assassinated and you are equated to crazy. Should you question anything with actual facts that you are seeing on the ground, you must buy the narrative at all time. And so I think politically anybody who is sort of like vaguely honest about politics and I think even the people who maybe aren't read in on the sort of elite utopian society but who are on the leftist side, classical leftist idiots, I think even they're starting to say like, if we have to have an election next year, it looks really, really bad. Yeah. But as you say, they're acting... The, like the lefts that are in charge are acting yeah. like they're never going to have to have an election again. That's the thing that concerns me is these are people that are not acting like there's any kind of accountability. Yeah. That they're ever going to face voters, that they're going to face the consequences of their actions. They're looting the country. They're they're doing all this stuff. They're destroying the military like they're not afraid of even needing to be defended by this military. They're destroying the police. Uh, you know, as though they're not going to need police to maintain law and order. So that concerns me about what's coming. So now you get into the weird conspiracy stuff. Maybe they're they're going to, you know, crystallize aerosol, you know, some sort of huge bioweapon like weaponized smallpox or 
weaponized anthrax and you know they're going to basically salt the planet lay low for five to ten years introduce sort of neutralizing agents and then resurface um you can go into all these reasons why the dumbs are actually valid and then you can look and see that like a lot of the elites like peter Thiel, who's a supposed conservative and is gay and founded paypal um has built a massive bunker down in new zealand for some reason, bunkers are all the rage. Mm-hmm. So I look at, you know, the James M. Bauer landfill and I think, well, I wouldn't tell everybody I was building a deep underground massive bunker, military bunker. I'd tell them it was a landfill because when everybody starts scavenging for stuff and knifing each other in the gut and the Internet's off and we're all fighting over a can of Alpo, um, no one's going to think in large numbers, let's go to the dump and look for some stuff. Yeah. And it's pretty easy to defend and everything like that. So I'd like to get a drone and fly it over. And I'd like to do some other stuff. I like to find if they've got a geofence up. But it's just a little game. And like all the games that I play, I'll probably put it in a book and it'll be fun. And Mm -hmm. I'll I'll make money off my paranoid fantasies. (laughs) But it is worth considering. And and I'm telling you, there's enough evidence out there. And I think a lot of people in here will, will pipe up now to know that the the dumb thing is interesting now you can superimpose a map of uh child abductions over over cave systems Mm -hmm. and it's weird the amount of abducted children around cave system adds up like the girl that we listened to a a few weeks ago she said she'd been taken into you know a massive underground city all forms of transportation you know that kind of just really dark stuff yeah it's weird that this story keeps cropping up from a lot of independent sources. Yeah, same with the McMartin. Remember how they told us also, like, hey, you guys are all paranoid with your Pizzagate fantasies and the government molesting children in satanic orgies. <laughs> and then yesterday, it turns out, that the CIA and people who worked for the CIA were molesting children and it wasn't investigated. That was an article from yesterday. Really? So, yeah, they always come back and tell you because it's not yeah. important anymore. And they also want to let you know that they're doing it because for some reason they get street cred points with that. But everything, you know, it's just it's 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 a tired cliche. You know, what's the difference between a conspiracy and a conspiracy theory about six months? Yeah. Or what's the concern? You know, I, 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 I didn't get the quote right. But again, that's just another thing that they had to cop to that that during Hillary Clinton's election, um, we were told, oh, this is this is this is fantasy, this Pizzagate stuff. And government people would never have a cabal. And then you look at the Franklin thing and then you look at the finders and, and you look at all these things. And these are all independent stories that keep pointing towards this stuff. And not to mention all the Epstein stuff. Um, but speaking of the Epstein inter- Schmepstein, there was a kid that was a shooter yesterday or in Wednesday in Michigan. And that's the most important story, though. We don't really know who he is. And there's some weird shenanigans with his parents mm-hmm. going on, but I don't know that story. But again, it's important that we don't pay attention to the, the Epstein trial, the Maxwell trial. Yeah. And it's important also to note that for some reason, Prince An- Andrew is not part of that trial. Yeah. That is total BS. Yeah. Like, he's literally not being charged. Well, it's just ridiculous to think that. I, everybody knows that I can't sweat. They've known that always. <laughs> They've all known I can't sweat. Weren't you, like, a helicopter pilot in the Falklands War? I'm pretty sure, like, helicopter pilots have to have, like, really great physicals. And I'm guessing there's not a flight surgeon in the world that would have passed you without the ability to sweat that none of us ever knew before. But apparently, everybody knows I can't sweat. (laughs) 
Her story is ridiculous, saying that I was dancing and grinding all over her like I was sweating like a sweaty animal. Everybody knows that I can't sweat. <laughs> okay. <a> sad <laughs> uh, way to defend yourself. That's all you got? My inability to sweat was my only defense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but speaking of uh, aerosolized... Um, which was a, Which was a great... Aerosmith cover band. Yeah. Aerosolized. Uh, aerosolized, what would you say, sicknesses or diseases yes. or whatever? Weaponized, weaponized bioweapons. Yeah. We heard that thing today on Stu Peters that was really interesting. The woman in Utah. Yes. Well, rush me. Um, <laughs> she Which was... did you like, the English accent or the trill? The rolled R. <laughs> Which you call it trill. Refresh me. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I like a, like a good English accent too. So it was a good combo. You can do the Prince Andrew. Everybody knows that's ridiculous, you know, because he's a dandy. <laughs> yes. You know, you can do Charles' voice, which is more like this, and you have to <laughs> push forward and everything. They all like to push the voice like they're passing a giant log of poop while they talk. <laughs> Their own special Yule log. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I just had coffee and sugar. My mother knows. Okay, so, um, so this woman in Utah, I guess... She was having tons of health problems for so long, blah, 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 blah. Doctors couldn't figure it out, and they thought, oh, chronic fatigue syndrome, blah, 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 all this stuff. Finally, a doctor decided to look into tick-borne illnesses and, or d- diseases and found multiple ones. But apparently, they were ones that somehow it was pathogens or whatever that don't even exist in the United States. Like, they're not found in the United yeah, States. Yeah, that was interesting. That was weird. She, she was suffering from things that had had no business being in the United States, and she'd never been outside the United States. And then, um, somehow, her and her group of people that have also been affected by this in this area, which is near, I think she said, but I didn't look it up, so I don't know if I heard it right, Dugway Proving Grounds. It's a military... Yeah thing i think that's what she said it was called that that she lives near um where she thinks they were doing this kind of testing and stuff but there's a lot of them i think that are being afflicted by this right in that area um they had a whistleblower give them a ton of documents yes and basically what it is what it seems to be she says we have tons of proof um the dod working together with pfizer and merck for quite a while on kind of secret experimentations like this and such go ahead take over um that they weaponized bugs yeah that they they put these diseases into bugs to attack populations that's what they were doing the whistleblower was a biologist who was hired to do it all and on the dump trove of documents that he gave just before he died of rapid onset cancer he wrote what did he write it was a I always wondered I, why someone never did anything about this or never said anything about this and then I always no it was I always wondered why nobody ever did anything about me until they figured out I was somebody. I thought it was No, but what I do you never, what do you, I always wondered why no one ever did anything about this and then I realized I was someone. As no, in, no, no, no. Oh, what so he was saying no, yeah, like we can go back and look it up. Or we can just post the Stu Peter show. But what he was saying is he realized they gave him cancer. 
And he's uh, like, I wonder, I always wondered why nobody ever did anything about me until I became somebody. And what he meant by becoming somebody was he crossed that line to do the right thing and dump documents. And then that, that rapid onset cancer has been coming up a lot. Yes. It's been coming up in judges who decided to do the right things in trials, guys like this. It's amazing how they use cancer. If they use cancer, but hey, I'm beginning. Why wouldn't they? Hey. If you were the evil deep state and you could use cancer, would you do it? Yeah, you would. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, so that was interesting. Um, now, something sort of similar to that was something that you said yeah. you wanted to talk about. We'll wrap up today, and then i got to jump on that uh, how to write a killer book description that the insiders are going to get. Again, we'd love for you to subscribe to the channel, and you can have that content for free, and you can also support the channel. We would really appreciate that. $5 a month or, or yeah, $5 a month or $50 for the year where you can be a foundation member at a hundred bucks and get some extra perks, extra stuff working on a cool NFT. That'll be cool. But, um, I had, I have a relative that had two friends and I'm pretty sure both of them are vaccinated. So the first friend, uh, on Thanksgiving, um, basically, had all the symptoms of of vaccine injury electrical feeling uh couldn't move their legs um all that kind of stuff so they take that person into the hospital and they say oh it looks like you have a brain tumor and we need to operate so i mentioned to my relative i said that that seems like vaccine injury and if you if you'll just stop for a minute and recall all the videos we've watched and everything like those are classic vaccine injury signs. So that person said, yeah, now that you mention it, it really is, you know, but here's this person in the hospital basically thinking they're having a brain tumor when really it seems to be a vaccine injury. And the hospital's answer to it is surgery. So keep in mind, that's why I'm telling you, you might want to get rid of that donor card. So then in the same conversation, that person goes on to me, uh, tell me that they know another person that's vaccinated and they're having all these stomach problems. And it turns out that they have a, a tumor in their stomach. Well, I've talked to two doctors, uh, a dermatologist and a hematologist who I trust both of them. And I've asked them and, and I wouldn't say neither of them are anti-vaxxer or anti-mandate that I know of or anything. They're, they're You should get the vaccine. Um, their practices insist on it or at least insist on knowing if you have or whatever. And they've told me that there is a spike in cancer and they don't know why. And both of them have maybe offered other explanations, but it is interesting that we are seeing these massive spikes in cancer now and these weird tumors that are so fibrous and tough, you can't even biopsy them. Yeah. So, and I so we saw one the other day the runaway breast cancer on a man that had eaten his torso. Whoa. So that, that was, was tough to that see. was not, that was nuts. Yeah. Um, so this person is vaccinated and now they have a tumor in their stomach and the hospital said, Oh, you have the tumor in the stomach cause you didn't take the medication. We asked you to take the right way. You're supposed to take it on a full stomach. You took it on an empty stomach, you know, all this kind of like, sort of like bullshit. In my opinion. And, oh, it's your fault is yeah. the other part of that. They're yeah. just blaming that patient now. But, again, I, I said to this relative, I said, but now the vaccinated are coming up with all these strange cancers. So could it be this? Could it be another vaccine injury? 
what I'm why I'm bringing this up in both of these cases is what I'm seeing is the hospitals and medical establishment are now flying cover on to what looks to me like vaccine injury. So it's not just that they're saying they're not reporting vaccine injuries or anything like that. They're taking the people who are vaccine injured and they're coming up with other medical excuses for it. It's a brain tumor. It's a stomach tumor. It's these things. And we need to do surgery. Well, they get paid to do surgery. And if you happen to die during that surgery, they get paid even more to harvest your organs. So if you're a really cynical son of a bitch like me, you might begin to wonder if they're not sort of weaponizing and monetizing this ongoing tragedy. I think, I think it's just odd. And, and especially the first story in which it was clear that those were vaccine, common vaccine injury symptoms. And yet they didn't tell this person about that. And remember, when someone's sick and they're suffering, everything, they have no clue what's going on. They just want the pain to stop and the fear to end. And so when a doctor comes in with that credibility and trust we have reposed in them and they tell you the answer, you will grab onto that answer like it's a lifeline because you want that answer to be true. You want it just to be, oh, we're just going to cut the tumor out, do a little therapy, gamma knife you, and you're fine. Well, last time I checked, I thought the gamma knife went first, but I could be wrong. Um, but when they're going right to surgery on something that's clearly vaccine injury, that takes it from we're covering up to now we're making money off of it. And as the Bible says, money isn't the root of all evil. It doesn't say that. It says the love of money is the root of all evil, meaning people for money in these times will begin to do outright evil things because they love that money. And that's the situation that has been created. And we're in their hands. And honestly, in my own life, I'd seriously think twice about ever seeing a doctor again or going to a hospital again. Those are some dangerous people. And they may not have your best interest at heart. That's the podcast.